Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip marriages and those who are ministering together. Well, welcome to episode four. Woohoo! Now, we have kicked the idea around of how we're going to introduce this podcast every every you know yeah. week, every episode. Yeah. And I like the idea <clears throat> of saying, hey friends, <laughs> welcome to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast. And yeah. Jen doesn't think that's a very good introduction. Well, I just don't <laughs> think it's us. It doesn't feel like us okay. to say, hey friends, welcome back. It All feels right, a little you're... like Bob Ross or oh, that would be Mr. Amazing. Rogers or something like so that. So if you're listening right now and you don't know who Bob Ross is, you, you're missing out on a huge cultural <laughs> Who are you? What is your life about? Of life. But um, yeah, what does Bob Ross say at the beginning of his, his episodes? Um... I need to Google this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like, um, what does he say? What do you even type in? Bob Ross greeting? Yeah, th- that would be Here are accurate. 50 Bob Ross quotes that will make today better. Hey, all you. Uh, no, he didn't say hey, all you. That's true. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stuck in last week's intro. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a tree as a friend. Wow. You okay. two can paint almighty pictures. These th- We should do an episode, is this scripture or is or this is Bob, Bob Ross? Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he says, talent is a pursued interest. Anything you're willing to do, practice, you can do. Huh. Every uh, day is a good day when you paint. Yeah. So anyway. Well, anyway. But I, I did watch Bob Ross as a child. And we got to introduce our kids to Bob Ross recently on Netflix. Because they, they had like every... Yeah. episode on there well they've known about bob ross yeah but because our daughter is so into painting and she's artistic you know yeah i just she... told, i said just paint happy little trees and she didn't understand <laughs> what i was talking about until we watched bob ross and then it all clicked it all made sense that's true that's true yeah once you see <clears throat> the hair the fro it, the, all, it makes sense. all begins to make sense yeah. yeah so all right so you don't like hey friends but I mean, it's not bad. There are other people who who welcome like that. So I don't want to say like it's, you know, right. I don't want to diss on that because other people are using that. Sure. <clears throat> I, it doesn't feel like us, though. Okay. So what, what would be a good introduction? Should we go to our listeners and ask them? Ooh, that's a good idea. All right. So we would love to hear from you, not only because <laughs> next week is our Q&A. Yes. Our mailbag Q&A. Um, episode where we're going to answer your questions, so we, we want to hear from you. Um, but we also want to know what would be a great intro. Yeah. What would be a good greeting for us? And How these... would you like us to greet you? Yes. And and we're not going to be specific. We're not going to call any names out. Let's do all the things that you want to yes. do. <laughs> yeah. So what you can do is just email us marriageandministrypodcast at gmail.com. Marriageandministrypodcast at gmail.com. We'll put the email in our show notes. And you can submit a question that we'll answer and submit a greeting that yes. you'd like us to say. So, howdy, partners. <laughs> no. If If we have enough people say howdy, I will do howdy oh on the next gosh. episode. No. Should we change it every week? Um, I think it'd be fun to do one every week depending on how many responses we get. But pick one. Okay. <clears throat> All right. right? Well, Just like, we'll eventually need to probably pick one. Yeah, we'll pick one. I don't know. Let's just do us. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast. Yeah. So, um, so Jen, you know, you came up with a new recipe tonight for spaghetti sauce. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Tell us about that. I, I mean, we're, we're celebrating these little wins in this quarantine. 
It's like, I wore socks today. That's a big step. That's huge. Yeah. Why did we do that? Let's rethink life. Um, Well, okay, so I kind of relabel this like quarantine. Quarantine. Right? So like, what are we doing? Yeah. With, you know, our... Our Our quarantineators. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, that's... That's, That's a, a topic for another, another podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but I saw these tomatoes that were in the fridge, and I was like, I got a hankering for BLTs. Mm, Remember, yeah. like a week and a half ago. Yes. So we went to the store, and we got all these tomatoes, and we didn't end up eating all of them, and they were in the fridge, and we were gonna have spaghetti tonight anyway. Yes. And I was like, I do not have the heart to waste those. They were. They weren't like completely bad, but they weren't like sliceable where you could have a BLT. They right. were like a little mushy, you know? Sure. And I was like, I just cannot waste that, those tomatoes. So what can I do? I'm going to give a shot at homemade tomato sauce, nice. homemade spaghetti sauce. That's exciting. And what did you think? Amazing. Well, what did it, our, our son said yes. it was the best spaghetti <clears throat> sauce he's ever had. His response actually like kind of like. That did it. Yeah. That's worth it. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. When your 16-year-old son says anything, like, wow, that's awesome. This, that sauce, I don't want to ever eat the other sauce again. Awesome sauce. Then you're going to make that sauce every single time now. That's true. <laughs> well, and I like that during this time, you've, you've definitely come up with some creative, you know, there's things you lean into with design and your, your creativity and your gifting. So you lean into design, you lean into you know, organizing. And so we've, we've definitely seen the house get reorganized in certain areas, cleaned up to redesign some portions. I've already redesigned our house like 24 times during this quarantine. Oh really? Yeah. Mentally and literally. Mentally, but again, we wouldn't be able to financially do that, (laughs) but trust me, I would want to. But then, but then even, um, like you wouldn't say I'm a cook and I'm a baker, but you have definitely stepped up the creativity game for sure which has been cool well thank you thank you very much i'm definitely enjoying it yeah i mean i've always cooked our entire marriage the scale is not enjoying (laughs) nothing new i have to run more we don't have a scale i know but i can just tell you can feel it in the mirror i can hear it at night when you're snoring okay listen i went to Publix. i got on the scale and uh, let me just say why would you ever do that it was about eight pounds heavier than it should have been bad idea Anyway, I stopped going to because the scale's broken. You know what else is a bad idea? What? Taking a poll for how much time is used on our phones during Oh, yeah. Quarantine. So we've been hearing from a lot of different people. Um, we did a we did an actual Instagram poll. And everyone on our listen not everyone, but a huge majority of our listeners think that I'm on my phone more. Because yeah, that's accurate. No, we did. We did a scientific <laughs> study last week. And confirmed that you are on your phone more. And we're both in Only quarantine. during this time. Okay, so we will absolutely revisit this. Yes, we have to. Okay, so let's talk about our topic for today, which is the foundation of every Christian marriage. Yeah. And I don't want you to give it away yet, all right? But what um, would most marriages, if we were to ask them, what is the foundation of your marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, just give us one word. What is the absolute baseline foundation that you're building your marriage upon? They mm-hmm. would say the four-letter word. Love. Love, right? Yeah, absolutely. And why is that? Why is that most people's definition of the foundation of their marriage? Well, I think because a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what real love is, right? Mm-hmm. And so even I, coming into our relationship, had... Um, or perspective of that Hollywood love, that lust, right? Like infatuation. Yeah. 
where like, I, I feel a certain way when I'm around you. Right. So my emotions are what's driving my right. love for you. Right. So the minute that changes in our relationship, whether it's on the honeymoon or a week after or a year after, you know, where that's being tested and, you know, those emotions come and go every day, they're different. I feel differently, you yeah. know, um, then suddenly it's, well, I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now our love is based on how our feelings are telling us right. our, our emotions are leading us. It's not based on, you know, it's not based on anything beyond us. So right. it's basically a feeling. So I wake up and I have some espresso. Maybe I'm not feeling that great. And I'm like, oh, I don't really love my, my spouse today. But then I have that espresso and suddenly <laughs> life is good. I feel so happy and I get these warm fuzzies or you do something, you're dressed cute or you have your hair done up and, oh, you know what? She is so cute. Now I love her. So yeah, it's based basically on, on a completely faulty premise where it could be up one day, down the next. It could be the way you treat me one day, the way you mm-hmm. don't the next. And so to say that your marriage is based on on your love for one another, mm-hmm. um, I think is a faulty, a faulty thing. I mean, yeah. ultimately, when we first got married, we were told that the marriage relationship is kind of like a, a triangle. Mm-hmm. So there's you on one point, there's me on another point, and there's... there's the lower points, yeah. yeah. And then there's God, there's Christ mm-hmm. in the middle. And the closer we draw to, together to him, mm-hmm. the closer we're actually coming together. So what is then the true foundation of any marriage? And it's not coffee. <laughs> what is the true foundation? Yeah, that would be Christ. Yeah, of every Christian marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, um, so what does that look like? What does it look like to have Christ as our foundation? Well, I think first and foremost, he has to come first in your life. You know, um, your, your walk with him has to come first and you need to have a, a biblical understanding of what love is. And it's what he's, you know, displayed for us that agape love, um, you know, that he displayed for us on the cross. That's the love that we're to have for one another. A sacrificial it's a sacrificial giving. love. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing for me or mm-hmm. what you're doing uh, against me or not for me, right? Yeah. It has to do with, you know, how I love you is a reflection of how my relationship is with the Lord ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riley Taylor with Calvary Fellowship in Seattle recently did a um, sermon where he talked about the definition of love. And if you're listening, Taylors, we love you guys. Um <laughs> But one of the things he said was love is an affection that seeks the other's good. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get scared when we say it's an affection Mm -hmm. or, you know, we we say, but we have to remember that as Christ was giving his life for his bride, Mm -hmm. it wasn't because he had to obey the father. Well, I just got to obey the father. Right. You know, it's, it was, it was driven from and motivated by mm-hmm. that, that perfect koinonia that the father, son, and spirit enjoyed before right. the creation. Right. So it wasn't like the Trinity was lonely. There was right. perfect unity and perfect fellowship, but, um, Jesus was sent from the father and was sent willingly. And it wasn't a dutiful thing. It was mm-hmm. because of his affection right. for the father and for his affection for his people, his bride. And so when we think through that, it's like, man, okay, I can have emotions, but the emotion and the affection is drawn to be drawn out for the other person's good. Right. I love that definition. Yeah. And emotions are real. God created us with emotions. I mean, we see him, you know, in the garden of Gethsemane where he's, he's sweating drops of blood and he's pleading 
with God, you know, if there's any other way, but your will be done. So we know emotions, you know, um, they're okay. We can't be led by our emotions. Right. We have to be led by biblical truth. Right. Right. So, all right. So when we think about this love, so we don't want a Hollywood infatuation type mm-hmm. of love. We want a, a sacrificial love for one another. So when we think about Christ being the foundation, that means rightly defining the love that we have for one another. So in other words, my marriage relationship with you is almost, this sounds kind of weird, but it's, it almost doesn't rely on you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rely on me necessarily. I've made that covenant. I've made that commitment to you because of Christ, mm-hmm. right? And before Christ. So you could totally mistreat me, but that won't jeopardize our marriage relationship. Right. You could even be unfaithful to me. And and some people would say, well, then that jeopardizes the marriage. And I understand that, that there is provision for that in the sure. scriptures. But that doesn't mean it has to. Right. You know, and, and there could be, you know, big boneheaded mistakes that either one of us make. Mm-hmm. But the foundation of the Christian marriage is based on something other than our performance. Right. Exactly. And that's hard to wrap your head around after your first year of marriage, I think. Yeah. Or even at all in your marriage. <laughs> or 10 <laughs> or, years in. Or 10 years in. Yeah, I mean, I think the more we we grasp that understanding, though, um, the less pressure we kind of put on, on ourselves and on our spouse. Yeah. Because we know that love ultimately comes from, from Christ. Yeah. Um, and so... If you have Christ as the foundation, right, then then he is um, what's going to get you through to that 20, 30, 40, 50 year marriage. And, you know, I've had so many conversations with married couples before and the wives um, and they're just complaining about their sp- their spouse and how, um, you know, they don't love them anymore. They didn't, you know, didn't love them the way that they used to or. Um, or whatever, but when you take all of that away and you say, but how is your walk with the Lord and how does God, right? How is God asking you to love, to love him? Then it changes everything because the motive isn't you anymore. The motive is Christ. Um, and so those ASAP divorces that are around every corner, you know, um, it's sad. That's sad to see. Um, but that's not how you get to to a long marriage that glorifies God it, right. by having that person, you know, benefit you and you seeking your fulfillment in that person. It's you seeking your fulfillment only in Christ right. and then loving that spouse regardless of what they're giving you in return. So you could almost say to your spouse, and we've done this before when counseling other couples, mm-hmm. you could almost look them in the eye and just fire them, <laughs> right? Like you're fired. In fact, we would encourage you if you're listening with your spouse, which we do encourage you to do, this would be a great yeah. podcast to listen to together <laughs> and talk through at the end. But one thing that we found very helpful is to sit face to face, knee to knee, look into each other's eyes and just say, I, I release you or I fire you, mm-hmm. you know, you're fired from trying to be what fulfills me ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really hard for a lot of marriages. You know, I'm supposed my spouse is supposed to fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have that. For some men, it might be my spouse is supposed to have a sexual desire that matches mine. Mm-hmm. For a wife, it might be, you know, my husband, my spouse is supposed to. Yeah. Compliment me all the time right. or help me with the You're dishes. Beautiful. Yes, I did help you with the dishes. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So um, 
but to be able to kind of release them from that, like you're not my ultimate fulfillment. Mm-hmm. My ultimate fulfillment, the the person who brings me worth, who brings me satisfaction, mm-hmm. who brings me joy. Though you are someone who does do that for me, it's ultimately <laughs> oh, <good>. <laughs> yeah, it's ultimately found in Christ. And right. I think being released from that, hey, you're no longer the source of my ultimate joy. Mm-hmm. Christ is. And it's so freeing. Yeah. Well, then you come back to what what is the definition of marriage, right? It's we we don't get married to gratify ourselves. Right. Well, isn't it two just two people who love each other? <laughs> that's how the world defines it. Uh, well, yeah, that's how Christians yeah. could define that. You yeah. know, that's how you know I at one point would have defined marriage. Yeah. Um, but when you come to a, a deeper knowledge, right, of who God is, and you grow in His Word, then you come to find that marriage is to to glorify God and to bring glory to Him and to be um, you know, a display for the world. Um, and it really is, it's not about your, you know, earthly happiness. Right. It's about giving God glory and allowing your marriage to, uh, be a picture of Christ in his church. Right. So, but you had said a minute ago, having Christ as the, um, like your walk with Christ being central to your marriage or central to your mm-hmm. your spiritual life, mm-hmm. um, which for a lot of people that's not a given. You know, we don't want to assume that people listening to this um, automatically know what that means to have a time with Christ or having a, a you know relationship with Christ mm-hmm. as as like the the deepest you know reality of their spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. But what would that look like? What would that look like for the average you know Christian? Well, I know for me when I start. Going into those moments where, oh, he just he doesn't make me happy, or he this or he that, I, it's usually because I'm not spending time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, my my prayer time is faulty, my quiet time is faulty, um, my heart isn't set on the right thing. My heart isn't isn't set on Christ. It's set on my own happiness. Right. And um, and so when you bring it back to who you are in Christ. Right, I'm. I'm not a wife first. I'm a Christ follower first. Yeah, you're a daughter. Right. Yeah. So how how is my walk with the Lord? So if my walk with the Lord, um, you know, is where it's supposed to be, then that's going to overflow into my marriage. And see, the problem is people see their spouse, their spousal relationship, their marriage relationship, and their relationship with the Lord as two separate things mm. instead of as one. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that what that looks like uh, from a practical perspective, as far as the disciplines of that relationship. And sometimes we hear discipline and we go, well, how can you how can you have a relationship where there's spiritual disciplines, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But in the same way that if I never spent time with you, I never spoke to you. Right. I never asked you how you answer that question. (laughs) No, you did. You did. You were getting there. Sometimes you're, I get off on little tangents. You're, you're painting a little bit higher. You Listen, know, but, I'm painting the bigger picture. Yes. You know, back to Bob Ross when he's painting. Yeah. You just see him doing all these, you know. He's doing the background for a while. It's like, paint me a cabin. It looks so good. And then you think he's going to mess it up. And then he makes it even more majestic, you know, well, but because then, he sees the bigger picture before he even gets started. Yes. And well, we're just seeing okay. him add these little things. Drop the mic. We've got Bob Ross <laughs> spiritual connections here. 
So, but yeah, what I'm saying is like, um, if I never spent time with you and never interacted with you, never got to know right. what you're about, mm-hmm. then how could I ever say I'm intimate with you? I know you, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we have to cultivate even with, with actual time, with actual like time spent reading or listening to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. So spending that time in, in the word of God. Yeah. Maybe we can do a podcast on like best practices you know spiritual discipline yeah in your in your marriage and what that looks like practically yeah because our quiet time we do it consistently now in the word together but for the first we're at 20 years now for the first 19 and a half years uh, (laughs) stop it 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 was it was not easy we did not have a cohesive quiet time yeah well that's because i felt like you're always teaching me right well we're having quiet time listen just because i stood up at the pulpit and (laughs) made you sit did not mean I was trying to teach you. But yeah, I think ultimately we we have to spend that time yeah. in the Word of God, in prayer, um, building our relationship. And and so even the the idea of the gospel, we talk about Christ being the foundation. The the fact that Christ came, he gave his life, and then he offers grace, you know, because of his finished work for us to extend grace to others. So forgiveness comes to us. And then we can now, as he tells us to do this in the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. we can now forgive others just as we've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. So that makes a huge change in our marriage when we realize what Christ has done in our life to forgive us. Mm-hmm. Now that's the basis of our forgiveness. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forgive based on the person's apology. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't forgive him till he feels remorse or says it in a nice mm-hmm. way. Right. I won't forgive her until she you know, names every single thing wrong that she did. Mm-hmm. That's not the basis of our forgiveness or of our granting forgiveness to someone. Right. It's based on the finished work of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why your marriage is not a separate thing than your relationship with the Lord. Right. It's, it's all intertwined. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't expect to have, you know, um, a long, a long term marriage, right? Like a 40, 50 year marriage that, glorifies the lord if he's not the center right no you can't well i keep thinking of this verse um from first corinthians 11 and it's a weird it seems like a weird section of scripture paul's talking about head coverings but he says in first corinthians eleven three, i want you to understand that the head of every man is christ the head of a wife is her husband and the head of christ is god and so um what he's saying there is that there's kind of this this priority order where there's a submission mm-hmm. that that the wife has to her husband. Mm-hmm. But then it says that the, the head of every man, the head of the husband, mm-hmm. is Christ. And so if we really think about, you know, and there, of course there's verses um, throughout the New Testament yeah. and the Old Testament about the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the, mm-hmm. the, the main keystone or the archstone, the main part of the whole foundation that, that you'd build everything on. We would say the concrete slab right. that we build our home upon. Right. Um, the Christian home is built upon the personal work of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that affects our prayer life. That affects our our forgiveness. It affects the way that we parent. Right. Uh, it affects the friendships that we have. It affects the way we look at our finances, um, our involvement in the local church, our willingness to you know, um, look beyond issues that are in one another mm-hmm. and to move forward um, in life. So, right? Every area. Yeah, it affects every area. And if we're not doing um, those things together, if we're not praying together, if we're not spending time with the Lord together, if we're not worshiping Him together, right? Worship is a lifestyle. So if our lifestyle 
isn't together worshiping and giving God glory, then, you know, we want our cake and eat it too, yeah. right? We want to we want to say, well, I love Jesus, but I'm going to get a divorce. Those right. two don't line up, right. right? Unless there are biblical grounds or something, you know, that's a little bit more serious. That's a whole other issue. But, you know, we... We can't seek our our husbands. I'll speak for myself uh, yeah. as as a wife, but you know I can't seek my fulfillment, my joy, my satisfaction, and my all in all from you. Right. That can only come from Christ. No matter how much I love you and how amazing you are. Yeah. Marriage is hard. It's hard work, and it takes sacrifice, um, and it takes a continual commitment to one another yeah. um, because of our commitment to the Lord. Right. You know, and when we first got married, um, we said we're never going to say uh, divorce, right? We actually right. called it the D word. Right. Um, and there are there are things as a, a couple who are following Christ together that are just unacceptable. And there, there are, you know, uh, things that need to be communicated within your relationship. Like we will honor the Lord. We will yeah. live biblically. Um, no matter how hard it is, right. we're, we're going to put Christ first, yeah. not ourselves or each other. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do. That's right. hard work. And people don't want to put that in. You know, they go, oh, we're, you know, we're having a scuffle or he's not who I thought, you know, he's not, um, he's changed or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, something's deeper there. It's 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 an issue with your walk with the Lord. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You, Ephesians 5.21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So mm -hmm. if there's anyone in the marriage, the husband or wife, who is like, well, I'm sorry, that's just, that's who I am. I'm a spender. And I just went out and bought all this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Well, if if you've not come together and submitted that at, that activity, you mm -hmm. know, to Christ, then your 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 foundation is not Christ. It's it's basically your um, your habits, mm -hmm. you know. If you're like, well, I'm sorry, I you know, I don't want to get up and spend time in the morning with with Jesus. Well, you've got an idolatry of comfort, you know, mm -hmm. or um, uh, you know, just this desire to be selfish. Versus, mm -hmm. you know, when we draw closer to one another or closer to Christ, we're drawing closer to one another. Mm -hmm. And um, I love. I can't remember who said it, but someone said. Your um, the purpose of marriage is not your happiness. It's, it's your holiness. It's your holiness. Mm -hmm. And man, what a what a perspective change! Mm -hmm. Like, we're not in this just to be happy. We're in this to help one another grow in Christ. So, just it just kind of changes everything when you realize that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I feel like so many podcasts can be birthed just from this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, just talking about marriage and the marriage relationship, um, but Christ you know, for the sake of this podcast to kind of wrap it up and make sure we're, you know, reiterating what this podcast is about is that Christ is the foundation of every marriage. Yes. And if we're, you're having marriage problems, if we're, um, you know, struggling, even in that friendship relationship, part of our, of our marriage, then we have to come back and go, okay, is Christ the center? Is Christ the foundation? Or have I replaced Christ with myself? Yeah. Or have I replaced Christ with my spouse? Right. Right? Um, so, yeah, Christ is the foundation. Right. If he is not your foundation, uh, you won't make it. Right. You won't You won't have um, a long marriage that gives honor and glory to the Lord yeah. and sets an example to the world. The right. world's watching. Yeah. Christian marriages. They are watching the way we talk and the way we interact and 
what we look like. So yeah. uh, if we want to continue to be that that example for the world um, and to give honor and glory to the Lord, it all comes back to our walk with the Lord. That's right. Yeah, Jesus is the foundation. So awesome. Well, um, that was fun. That, that was great. That was a little heavy. Yeah, I that's liked awesome. It. Good. Well, listen, um, send us your questions for next week's episode, marriageandministrypodcast at gmail.com. We will answer your questions if you ask it. So we encourage you to send us your questions and what type of greeting you would like us to start doing. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear about those. All right, guys. Well, until next time, stay married. And in ministry. Peace.